Welcome to another episode of Touring the AFC South. I am your host, Mike Patton. And on this episode, I have one of the original versatile players in the NFL uh, from, you know, a few years back. But, hey, he was definitely very, very versatile when he was playing. That would be Mr. Dexter McCluster. What's going on, man? Nothing much, man. I appreciate you having me on, man. I'm looking forward to this combo. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We're going to definitely get into that. But uh, before we get into the combo, of course, I have to tell everybody, one of my sponsors, of course, my, one of my sponsors is Manscaped, manscaped.com. Of course, you can go there and get 20% off Manscaped products plus free shipping with the promo code AFC South. Again, manscaped.com. You can go there and get some free shipping with the promo code AFC South, 20% off as well. Tell them I sent you. <laughs> All right. Now, getting into the show, of course, we're going to talk about your career. We're going to talk about uh, the Titans and, of course, the rest of the AFC South. But before I do anything, I always have a get it off your chest segment. And in this episode, we're going to talk about those Philadelphia Eagles. Now, the Eagles were flying high, you know, they, you know, pun intended, uh, right. a little bit earlier in the season. They were 10 and 1 before the 49 game. But ever since then, it just seems like things have kind of uh, flown low, I should say. Yeah. But in my opinion, of course, looking at the, tit- the Titans, mm, looking at the Eagles, it just seems like to me they were winning and doing well, but they were winning despite that things not coming together. And right. versus the last three games they played, things really haven't came together, and those teams have been good. So with those combinations, you haven't won games. Right. So to me, you know, it, it's just kind of showing maybe the Super Bowl hangover wasn't the one we expected in terms of them winning games and still, you know, being, you know, fighting for the number one seed in the NFC. But on the flip side of that, the hangover is in terms of you don't have the same offensive coordinator. You don't have the same defensive coordinator. And it just seems like they're winning, but something just seems off the entire way. So the hangover is a different type of hangover. Maybe, you know, you know, some people have the drunk hangover and the headache. But they just maybe just got the malaise going on. That's probably what it seems like to me. I mean, when watching them, do you kind of get some of the same feeling about them that they're just not the same team and the malaise is there? Well, you know what? Like like you said, they started off hot. They were the team, the hot topic, you know, all the way. I think what they went, they won 10 in a row, correct? They it were was, 10 and 1. T- yeah, all right, 10 and 1. So you kind of get you kind of get used to that winning. You know, you 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 get used to that feeling. You're riding high, you're riding high. And again, you know, not having the same offensive coordinator um, and winning those games, some games that they were kind of winning by the, the the grit of their teeth, right? And it's the NFL. You know, as I know that I don't care what the record is, any man, any day, any team can win that game because we're all professionals, right? So right now, you're right. They, they seem they seem kind of off. I don't think I don't think they're at the point of pointing fingers at anybody. I think they just need to take a step back, regroup, and say, hey. This is what got us here th- thus far. Let's not waver from it. Let's 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 pull it together. Let's figure this thing out because they're still a great team, no matter what. You know, they're they're still a good team. They have um, they have a great opportunity out of, uh, ahead of them, but this slump has kind of you know, I would say it kind of um, brought them back to reality, if that makes sense. So now you really almost have to play perfect football, you know, uh, from here on out. Right, right. And yeah. one thing I also say, they their biggest thing I think they're missing, in my opinion, they're missing Shane Steichen a lot because that offense just doesn't seem quite as smooth. Now they're right. still making plays. I'm not yeah. taking anything. Yeah, they have, they have the playmakers. Yeah, yeah. 
But, yeah, they're just not as smooth offensively. Uh, defensively, I would say, of course, the the attrition in terms of losing players. You right. lose, what, five starters from last year or five yeah. key players, mm-hmm. and then you come back this year. Of course, I expected some uh, some of the defense the defensive play to go down a level. And then plus, you have Darius Slay and, uh, and Bradbury. They're not playing to the same level that they played last year, you know, which is prime example, Jackson Smith uh, and Jigba runs right past Bradbury and Bradbury looks like he's stuck in cement. 100%. You know, I, I was, again, um, I know those guys are upset because at the end of the day at practice, you know, Monday through, you know, Friday, you're, you're preparing, you're, you're giving, putting your best foot forward. You know, you're trying to, you're trying to build that camaraderie. You're trying to build that intensity, that chip, that edge that you need going in. And, you know, when you're not, you know, sh- I wouldn't say showing up, but when you're having things like, you know, getting, getting beat, uh in, in key moments uh, or not making that key play or just letting those little things go. I think they have to get back to the little things on offense and as well as defense, man. Just, I mean, I know they believe because you go into mm-hmm. every week going in to win the freaking game, you know? So I just think they just have to figure out what that thing is that has to turn that thing back on. And maybe, maybe it is losing three straight. Maybe it is losing these games uh, back to back. That's like, you know what? Let's go back to the drawing board. Let's do what we do best. And this is what we have now, fellas. This is how we need to move forward. And, I mean, let it all loose. Let it all loose. Yeah. Well, they already changed defensive coordinators, so they can't change back to them. So we'll, we'll nah, see what right. happens then. Yeah, you're right. You know, yeah. <laughs> it don't, it don't, yeah, unfortunately, but, it don't work like that. Yeah. Oh, and then, plus, of course, from the uh, tour in the AFC South inbox, Mr. Titan said, tell to tell you, he said, what up? And when are y'all getting cigars? I so. tell my guy, I said, Femi, hey, I got, I got a new one. I just had one the other day, man. It's it's, it's like a white Russian, very smooth, mozzarella to the fruity, man. Appreciate you, big dog. <laughs> Tighten up, baby. Mr. Titan, that's my guy. That's my guy. All right. And then uh, Corey, Corey Jackson in the uh, Twin NC South Inbox said, Dex, what up? Tell him I said, what's up, man? You already know what time it is. It's all love coming my way or from my way. All right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Of course, <laughs> um, you know, we got to get, you know, jump off the Eagles. We got to talk about uh, something I know you're very familiar with, which is your journey to the NFL, of course. Yes. Yes. Um, so we got to talk about grew up in uh, Largo, Florida. Is that Lar- correct? Hey, listen, not Key Largo, because when I when coming up, especially when I got to college in the NFL, <laughs> I tell people I'm from Largo and they were like, Key Largo. So I just started saying I'm from Tampa since I fly out of the Tampa airport when I go anywhere. So, yeah, Largo, Florida, <laughs> man, a little small city, but I love it. That's, that's, that's home for me. Right, right. So when did you start uh, kind of discovering football growing up in Largo? Yeah, man. Uh, I would say about seven seven years old. Um, I, I knew I loved the game. Me and my uncle used to always play. Uh, me and my father would play, you know, catch in the yard. But I started playing at seven. But I really knew I could take this thing somewhere when I was about 10 years old, man. And people don't believe me when I say this, but I knew at that age that it was something inside me that was a little bit different. And I think I had that work ethic and edge behind it, being the smaller guy. So I took that at heart, right? And I think that's kind of propelled me on to the career I had later on down the line and still in life right now in general. It's just who I am as a person. So about seven years old, I started playing. Ten years old, I knew I would be that guy, if that makes sense, humbly speaking. Got you, got you, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You, you got a little humbleness, but you got to have swag to it, too, right? Yeah, you, you're right. You know, I, I, feel like, <laughs> I feel I got that. You know, I, I let I let the work speak for itself, man. And just this light been shining bright for a long time, man. And uh, I'm, I'm, in, I'm enjoying every moment of it. Every every step of the way, this journey's been fun, man. It's been great. Definitely, definitely. I hear yeah. you there. Now, yeah. 
of course, we got to talk about going to college. Now, what, you know, we know where you went to college. We know where you went, you know, for those of you who Miss, stand but, up. Let's get it. <laughs> <laughs> but when you were getting ready to go to college, yeah, was there another college that you were thinking about while you were thinking about Ole Miss? Yeah, 100%. You know, uh, so my daughter, she's about to be 18 next month and about to graduate uh, this coming May. You know, I just I remember when she was when she was born, you know, I was a uh, senior year of high school, um, you know, trying to figure out, you know, what college I'm going to go to, trying to just get things right. And I was committed to South Florida, right, right in Tampa. So I was like, you know what, about to have my first child, you know, uh, I'm young, but I still want to try to do the right thing. I might as well stay home so I can be close to my daughter and just do the best that I can do as a father, as well as still continue to chase my dream and, and go to school and get that education. So South Florida was, uh, I actually committed to them. And uh, Ed Ogeron, no, I'm pretty sure y'all are familiar with him. He's a <laughs> crazy guy, but a good, crazy dude. But sometimes you need a guy like that, man, with that energy. I'm an energy type of guy. So he came in and was like, hey, Dex, can, you, can we just come sit in your living room? And I was like, you know what? Why not? I know I'm going to South Florida. Why not just 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 enjoy the enjoy the process? And they came, sat in my living room, man. And I don't know if you saw the uh, the movie Blue Chip, how they're in the living room, they're playing all <laughs> yeah. that. So he's we're throwing pillows, and he he was like, man, you remind me of Reggie Bush. I can see you doing this. So in the living room in Largo, Florida, I was ready to play a football game. So I told my dad, I said, you know what, let's go, let's go let's go take a visit to Old Miss and just just to kind of see what's going on there, man. And, uh, went down there, uh, first time flying. I was scared as I don't know what because that's first time on a plane, feeling turbulent. So every time that plane moved, I thought we were going down, man. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> for real. But we get there, man, and uh, got with a guy named Jason Cook. Um, he was uh, kind of a, a mentor to me. He was uh, guiding me through the process. And everything just felt right. So when I got back on that plane, I told my dad, hey, I think I know where I want to go. And he was like, where? I said, Ole Miss. And he was like, you sure? I said, yeah. He was like, well, when we get home, let's talk about it. If that's what it is, then we'll call South Florida, be a man about it, and talk to them and let them know, hey, we appreciate it, but headed to Ole Miss. You know, and uh, after that, the rest was history, man. So they had Ogeron, his energy and throwing those pillows in my living room, they got me to go to Ole Miss, man. Now I will say though I, I probably don't do the greatest Ed Orgeron impression, you know, but he, hey, yo, yeah. Hey, you know, he, he, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so let me let me tell you what I used to do, and I'm pretty sure everybody else probably did the same thing. So I would take the first couple things that he said, and then the last few things that he said, and kind of make sense of everything else in between, just to put <laughs> <laughs> just to put together what he was saying, man. But again, high energy guy. Uh, a lot of people really don't understand his intensity and. You know, um, I know some things happened later on in his career or whatever, but at that moment, he was definitely necessary. Yeah, he, uh, I don't know, it, it just cracks me up. You know, I, I see him and yeah. I think about the coach and the water boy. Yeah, that's yeah. what it's, I think about the every same time. Thing. Hey, how's, how's, how's my mom and papa doing? Everybody good? Yeah, I'm like, yeah, coach. Good, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> good guy, but oh my he, he got he to work on that speech, but I think it's him here, raging cage in that heart for real, man. All right. All right. So you go to Ole Miss, you show out at Ole Miss, you get on the NFL radar, and then you're, 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 you end up with the Kansas City Chiefs. Can you just describe that feeling of being picked up and selected to go play for the Kansas City Chiefs and how that all kind of developed? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was It was an unbelievable opportunity because, you know, they do the mock drafts and, you know, mm-hmm. uh, obviously my knock was uh, he's small. Is he going to be durable? 
But if anybody knows me, and I think my career speaks for itself to where, man, my heart is bigger than any stadium I ever played in. I just need the opportunity to show them that, hey, what you see is what you get. And what you're going to get, you're going to get all of me, right? So uh, I remember draft night, you know, uh, my agent was like, well, the mock draft has you going at fifth, sixth round. I never accepted that. Not in my head, not in my mind, not in my heart. I, I knew that somebody was going to take a chance on me, right? So the, uh, I had a chance the first the first day of the draft. They were like, do you want the camera crews? I was like, no, no camera crews. I just sit at home with my family and log and just kind of see what happens, just in case I sneak on in in that first round, you know. And when it didn't happen, I didn't have any expectations. I just was waiting on the opportunity because I knew somebody, somebody was going to see what's going on and be willing to take that chance. And day two came and I rented the venue out, um, had all my family from Orlando, Miami, Largo, Florida, everywhere, all the surrounding areas in there. So now the pressure's on me. So I'm sitting down, got my suit on, drinking my water, trying to look cool, but I was nervous, man. And uh, just sitting there not knowing what's going to happen. And my phone rung. I had a little small Nokia. I don't know if you remember those Nokias, man. Yep. I had a small yep. Nokia, man, and I had a block call from someone. So I looked at my agent and said, hey, should I pick this up? And he was like, heck yeah. So I picked it up, <laughs> man. Uh, they were like, hey, is this Dexter? I said, yes, sir. And he was like, uh, are you nervous? I'm like, yes, sir. It was like, hey, this is Hunt from uh, the Chiefs, man. We're going to we're gonna draft you the 36th pick. And it's almost like just a weight just dropped off my shoulders, man. I looked at my family and just smiled. And, you know, the place went crazy, man. So I knew that was my opportunity to go out there and show them who I was and what I can be, man. So it was an unbelievable feeling. It was a party after that, tell you that. It was a party. We had fun. <laughs> <laughs> we had fun, man. But I was just eager and willing, to, uh, willing and ready to work to show them that, hey, y'all didn't make a mistake. Right, right. So you go play for the Kansas City Chiefs. Then you end up playing for the Tennessee Titans. They pick you up uh, in free agency. Yes. Uh, can you describe what that feeling was coming here to Nashville? Uh, I assume, uh, you know, for the first time really coming here and actually taking in the city. Right. Yeah. So when I first got here, it was nothing like it is now. You know, these these eight years that I have have been here, I mean, business is booming out here. You're getting, you're getting buildings put up left and right, man. Every Everything's coming here. You know, we had the the draft that one year, you know, this is uh bachelorette town. Everybody always wants to come to Nash <laughs> Vegas. You know what I mean? So I saw that bill, but when I first got here, it was, uh, it was a little different, you know, uh, coming from an organization like the chiefs, man, from the janitor all the way to the, to the uh, top, man, everybody was respected. Everybody worked as a team. And that's why I think everything worked. And when I got here, it was kind of a imbalance, you know, uh, from the top to the bottom, it was a lot of, a lot of different parts in different areas that, you know, it, it just, it wasn't what it is now, you know, and sometimes mm -hmm. I sit back and like, man, you know what? I wish I would have came in this organization when it is what it is now. But um, honestly, man, I had, some, I had some great years here. A lot of people always say, man, you didn't have the same success that you had in Kansas City here. And I said, listen, when I got here, it's almost like they didn't really know what to do with me. Right. They, they saw mm -hmm. what I did, but, you know, um, they just. I, I don't know, just didn't know, right? But whether the storm and uh, I forgot what year it was, maybe the first or second year, um, at one point in the season, I was the only one in the NFL that had 200 plus yards in four different categories, whether it was, it was running, uh, rushing yards, re uh, return, punt return yards, kick return yard, receiving yards, right? So when people say I didn't have the same success, I kind of beg to differ a little bit because every opportunity that I was presented with, I felt like I you know, I stepped up to the challenge, you know, and and now that I live here, I feel like this is my second home now. I love it here, man. A lot of good people. 
I love the fans. I still do a lot with the organization. And when I first got here, it wasn't quite ideal. But now, welcome home, Dex. I love it here, man. So, like, Nat Nashville is, is definitely home for me. And I love the city. Love the city. Yeah. And, then, and you know, you did, um, you did go on to play with the uh, Chargers as well. Uh, in the NFL, yep. and then um, you know, of course, eventually your career went to an end, but that wasn't the end of your story. Right. Uh, it was starting the next chapter. So well, now I'm, I'm, I'm in that tell... fifth quarter right now, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. sir. Yeah. Definitely. Tell everyone kind of everything you're doing <laughs> now because you're doing a lot of different things. Yeah, I'm I'm everywhere around uh, Tennessee, man. I mean, if, if this is going to be home, I want to make sure I'm I'm in the community. I want to make sure I'm. I'm just spreading that light to everybody, show them why I was so successful and able to do the things I did on the field, you know, and now that I'm off the field, they can kind of see like, man, this guy is relentless. And and what he does, you know, comes from a special place in his heart. So I've been, uh, I started McCluster Fit, uh, my training business about three years ago, uh, right when right when COVID hit in 2020, um, just kind of getting back to myself, you know, football was done for me. And uh, a lot of guys, uh, playing from seven years old to, you know, adult to 30 years old, that's all you know is football, you know, that, that schedule, that grind. And being home, I knew I wanted to be here, but it's almost like I had to relearn how to be home. You know, it, it went through a little rough patch, but started working out, uh, getting my motivation back, just getting back to myself and just tagging my cluster fit in it just for myself, right? And the inquiry started coming in. It was like, man, do you train? Uh, do you coach? Do you do this? And I'm looking like, heck no, I'm not doing anything with football right now. Right. But fast forward to now, I'm, I'm, I've am i been training three years. I train kids all the way from four years old, all the way to the NFL combine, man. So I'm just spreading this like I have tennis, I have soccer, I have baseball, I have football, basketball, just regular everyday people that want to be fit, that want to feel good. And I feel like my energy makes me adaptable to everybody. And I got a lot of energy. So I think Honestly, it's McCluster Fit is what I'm doing is the best non-hidden gym here in Tennessee, man. I'm telling everybody to take advantage of it, man, because I got a lot to spread and a lot to give. And I know that I have a way to get people to believe, even if they don't believe initially, man. So I'm just running with it. I'm doing that. I'm a girl dad of five. All my girls dance. So I'm a, I'm always in that thing. They, they gotta let them know where, <laughs> where they get it from. Now, you don't, you don't have the feet on the field and, you gotta have, and don't have the feet off the field, man. So. I'm enjoying fatherhood, enjoying being a husband, enjoying the family life, enjoying just enjoying the process, man. And I would like uh, to say I finally I feel like I'm working in my purpose right now. My purpose is to spread light, motivate and just be me and get people to believe. And that's where I am, man. That's where I am in life. I wake up every day just to motivate, man. And I walk in it proudly and I love it. That's awesome, man. That's awesome, yeah. man. And then also, I would say. You're definitely showing off your versatility, not only you show it on the field, but off the field with you know yes. the tennis and the different sports that you're actually yep. training, which is great as well. Um, well, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to get into the Tennessee Titans and talk about their season and, of course, talk about the AFC South. We're going to do that more when we come back for commercial break on Tour the AFC South with your host, Mike Patton. A shift. A shift is something that happens and changes the dynamics. And that's what happened when Garrett Logistics was born. After 10 years as a sales pro in the logistics world of sporting goods, John Garrett decided to pivot to the world of freight and start a brokerage. So you're saying to yourself, why trust Garrett Logistics? Well, Garrett Logistics helps shippers improve overall workflow along with increased on-time pickup and delivery percentages. 
last minute loads, multi-drop pickups, and more are part of the services with Garrett Logistics. They're available Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. and Saturday, 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. All times Central Standard Time. So give them a ring at 615-400-8484. That's 615-400-8484. Or you can email them at john at garrettlogistics.co or visit their website at garrettlogistics.co. Garrett Logistics, where the motto is, it's not just freight to us, it's your business. All right, and we are back. And like I mentioned before the commercial break, we got to talk about a team you used to play for. That would be the Tennessee Titans. Now, they did not have, they are not having the season they wanted. It's a little rough one. They just got eliminated from the playoff, playoff contention, I should say. This past Sunday with a 1916 loss to the Texans in overtime. So this loss basically officially eliminates them, like I, like I said. But what are your thoughts on just their play this season and kind of what you expected versus what you kind of got on the field? Yeah, man. Uh it's, it's been it's been a rough, it's been a rough one, especially this year, you know, uh getting eliminated, you know, out of playoff contention. It, it's tough because you come into the offseason uh, feeling pretty good, man. They were, they were doing some great things last year. They were doing some great things a few years prior to that, man. So it felt like everything is shifting in the right direction to up and up, you know, and just to fall short. I know it's tough for those guys, man. But, um, yeah, it's, it's just been a lot of different injuries. Uh, I don't think I don't think we, we played on the same page enough uh, this year. You know, I know they practice hard. Me being a guy that was in their position in the locker room, we know we – we practice to win. We play to win, but it's just, man. I think we were just, we just weren't in sync this year, and and, that, and that's a tough, that's a tough thing, man. Especially, you know, uh, we we couldn't couldn't get D hand going uh, as much as last year, man. Uh, had a lot of miscommunications up front, but again, no no fingers are being pointed. But I think that we were just a little too inconsistent uh, this year in certain areas. Yeah, definitely, definitely, yeah. definitely, kind of like a thing I can kind of point to with that inconsistency is you can kind of point to the game Sunday. Um, yeah. A few different things happened there. One thing I, I, I will say is that, you know, when De- DeAndre Hopkins and Will Levis weren't kind of on the same page, the mm-hmm. uh, reason why that is because remember, uh, I don't know if you remember the play, but there was a play where DeAndre Hopkins was deep and he basically, if he throws it going towards the sideline, DeAndre Hopkins runs right under that one. Yep. But he throws yep. it going up the field, and that allows Stingley to catch up and knock the pass away. And it right. just seemed like that was happening all game. And then, of course, you know, a missed block here, things like that as well yep. were kind of happening. So, you know, I definitely uh, get your point and what you're saying. Mm-hmm. But I kind of want to flip over to Will Levis. Yeah. Of course, he's been starting for a while now, 59% completion percentage so far, eight touchdowns, four interceptions, 1,792 yards. 1,792 yards passing. Good gracious, can I talk to that? Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> um, but what do you kind of think of his play? I know one thing I, I'm, I'm definitely uh, interested to see is how he develops a slide eventually instead of taking on those hits. But yeah. just overall, what do you think of his play so far? Yeah, uh, taking away the stats and uh, everything that he uh, has done in the stats or hasn't done in the stats, he's a competitor. And when you got somebody that's willing to sacrifice himself just for the betterment of the team, it's not ideal, especially for the quarterback, but he's coming in with that chip, that edge. Like, you know what? 
this is my opportunity, so I have to take full advantage of it. Later on down the line, he, def he definitely will learn to get down and not take those hits, but I think right now he's letting his team know that, hey, I'm willing to do whatever I have to do to, to put us in the best position to win. And he showed some he showed some great things that he can do, you know, and it's just an off-season of development, of learning the system a little more, of just being with the guys in a full off-season to get on the same page. I think that's going to be the next stepping stone for him. But when you have a guy that plays that hard, that's that's showing you that I'm not scared of who you are and what you are, I'm going to go out there and, and give myself up, give my all. I mean, you 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 can win with that. You can you can, you can start. That's that's a start. So I think it's going to be up to him to you know uh, get with those guys, try to get on the same page, and just build that trust and that and that trust factor between uh, you know the front line, the uh, quarterback, and the wide receiver exchange, running back, and all of the above. But again, I would take a guy that will run through a wall before anything. So he's definitely has a bright future. I think. I think it's up to him how far he'll go, and once once he gets a little more repetition, he gets a little more game uh, game under his belt. Yeah, one thing I did notice, in the, and I've noticed this in every press conference I've been been in, is that you can tell it bothers him to lose, which you know you don't have that from a lot of people. And then you also think, another right, thing, you don't. Mm -hmm. another thing you also notice is he doesn't necessarily he 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 calls people out for things maybe they missed on things like mm -hmm. that. But he, in doing so, he also calls himself out for things he misses. Right. So that's one thing that you can definitely appreciate from a quarterback. Yes, because, you know, I've seen a lot of quarterbacks, and I've seen a lot of veteran quarterbacks that will get in and kind of, you know, won't – they'll have some mishaps in the game, but it's always this guy should have did this or this guy should have did this. But for him to, you know, take accountability for it, some of the things that he's done, I mean, that's that's big. That's showing that's showing the great carry. That's showing his teammates that, hey, I mess up too. We're in this thing together. It's not always going to be perfect. I'm going to hold myself accountable as well as hold y'all accountable. And that's what's going to get us better. So that's a good thing coming from, you know, one of the leaders on the team, especially being that quarterback, because we, we kind of, we kind of run how he runs. Right. And, and if, mm -hmm. if we got a quarterback that's confident, a quarterback that's holding himself accountable, I mean, that, that's a great start. It's a great start. Now, you mentioned, uh, of course, you know, the team not necessarily all on the same page and things like that. But one other thing that's probably needed is more players as well uh, at different yeah. positions. So yeah. in your opinion, kind of looking at this team, I mean, me personally, I think in the trenches, you know, mainly offensive line, they probably need a little work there. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, besides offensive line, do you see any other places where they can be like, OK, cool, we need to go get this this offseason. This will make us better. Ah, OK, Um I would, I was with defensive line. I, th I think we're pretty stout, man. We got, we got some guys, mm -hmm. and I hope we can keep some guys around too, as well. Yeah, Danico Autry would be, be a number number one guy, right? Yeah, because that, that that can get, that can get kind of scared right there if if we uh, lose lose some guys there. But I mean, you like like you like you said. I think we need we just need the depth at certain certain positions. Uh, I wish I wish it was like college. We can go in the transfer portal and, and see if we can pull a, <laughs> pull a few guys from here and there to uh, make some things work, but. Honestly, uh, what, what what you say? I don't see any like key positions. I know wide receiver, um, de definitely. Um, but I mean, just depth all around. Maybe some more veterans to get that that true leadership and just find that spark again. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I definitely. What, what, what well, I you say. Didn't, if you were, what about you? Do you see anywhere else outside of you know uh, the offensive line, offensive line situation, or any I would other say position? the cornerback position. Corner, uh, you know, yeah. I do like I do like Sean Murphy Bunny. 
He's always yeah. a great person to talk to. You yeah. know, he makes some plays sometimes and other times he doesn't. Right. But I definitely enjoy him, and I definitely know he's a competitor out there. But yeah. I think they need more at the cornerback position. Because mm-hmm. right now it's Murphy Bunning and uh, McCreary right now yeah. Yeah. Uh, at the corner because Christian Fulton is out for – I think he's out for the rest of the year. I think yeah, he's done. Yeah. So, you know, to me – I think they need just a guy that's just a guy at that at that corner base. You'd be like, okay, that, that we know, we know, yeah. we know this guy. We know he gonna get it done. We ain't gotta worry about that. Right. And now I think if you have that guy, you keep Murphy Bunning, and maybe McCreary plays a little bit more in the slot. Then you you actually bolster your secondary. You turn yeah. your corners in there. I think yeah. your safety play is pretty solid. Mm-hmm. I'm not not worried as much about that. But I think the cornerback play would take them to a whole nother level. Defensively right. as well. I can, I can I can definitely see that. But hey, you, my man knows his football. I like it. Bro. I put him put definitely. him in the a little more, move him there, move him there. But just doing that in general could change a whole defense. You know what I mean? Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. And um, you know, like you mentioned about the wide receiver, they could definitely use you in the slot because they don't really have that shifty guy that yeah. can get open and first down. But okay, cool. That's my guy on first down. That's, that's I thought smart, Kyle Phillips man. was going to be that guy, but. It kind of just has never kind of fully developed for him to be yes. that guy. Right, so. right. Yeah, and you you definitely that need that change up. You know, you, you need you need a guy that that can just you know be a mismatch for for whoever lines up against him, and that can get that third and whatever, third and five, whatever. Just that can get open, make that catch or make that run. But yeah, you definitely need. I agree with you on that. You need that. You need that spark somewhere uh, in, in in the middle or in that inside. Right, right. And, of course, you know, they're not the only team in the division, so I do have to kind of talk about the other teams. After all, this is touring the AFC South, not touring Nashville and Tennessee, you know, of mm-hmm. course. So um, one team that is definitely not doing as well these last few weeks, that would be the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, yeah. we speak about touring the AFC South. They've been touring the AFC North the last three weeks, and they're 0-3. They've yeah. faced off against uh, Jake Browning from the uh, – Bengals as he stepped mm-hmm. in for uh, uh, he stepped in the quarterback there. Then you have um, the Joe Flacco led Cleveland yeah. Browns. That Browns right, that, that's, been, on them. that's been kind of that's been kind of you know my guy was sitting at home and now he's out there making plays and winning some games, man. That's pretty cool. To see. Right, yeah, right. And then you've got the the Ravens that they lost to twenty three seven. So right now they're in a little bit of a funk. Uh, the last three games. Uh, did you, uh, but before the season, did you see them kind of dominating this division or, or they've kind of been a little disappointing to you in some sense? Oh, Jacksonville, you mean, right? Yes. Yeah, I, I would definitely uh, say so because, I mean, they were looking on that upside. They were they, they, they were kind of the favorites uh, of it, you know, um, but as you said, you know, going through the rough patch that they've been going, it's just hasn't been the ideal year for a lot of these teams. But one thing about the Jacksonville Jaguars, is every time they play those freaking Titans, they always make sure it's a close game, man. So you can never <laughs> count them out. With, I think how, how many are, they won? What eight games this year? Was it about eight somewhere around? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe eight games. So I mean, if you look at it, it's not too terrible, but it's not. It's 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 not that type what you would expect coming in, coming into it. How how they were kind of doing doing some things last year and shaking right, some things right. up. Yeah, yeah. And one person they definitely miss is Christian Kirk. He's out for the year with a foremost yeah. injury. That yeah. that was a huge loss for them. And then, but I will say that and then, of course, uh, Bruce Leroy. I'm sorry, not Bruce Leroy. Zay Jones. He came up uh, a little lame on uh, 
uh, you know, on the game uh, Sunday night as well. You know, I don't know if you you get that, but yeah, I call him Bruce Leroy. Yeah, because if you look I'll, at his I'll picture beside the, uh, yeah. if, if you look at his picture beside uh, Bruce Leroy from Barry Gordon's Last Dragon, um, they look like identical. They look you, pretty you, identical. You can have me go on Google after we done here. Let's <laughs> see what's going on, man. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's one of my favorite movies. So I was like, instantly, it was like, oh, that's that's Bruce Leroy right there. But yeah. Um. Now another thing that's been kind of disappointing about the Jaguars this year is Trevor Lawrence. Now, yeah. before that, now he was he had twenty five touchdowns, ten inter- excuse me, eight interceptions last year, and five fumbles. This year, eighteen touchdowns, ten interceptions, four fumbles. But the fumbles just seem to be at the most inopportune times yeah. as well. So, for example, the first game he fumbles the ball, the fourth Buckner picks it up, runs it in for a touchdown. Right. Then this last game, he's uh, they're trying to score or do whatever, and he's running. And he just inexplicably loses the football, and the Ravens pick it up. So he mm-hmm. loses out on, on at least a field goal at the at yep. the least. I mean, can you can you say he's uh, you know I, everyone's kind of pumped him up and said he was going to be the star quarterback? And it's been a few years, and that's been three years almost now. And he's, the, he's all, the experts kind of wrong a little bit. He's almost hit that. He's almost hit that time clock, you know, because you know uh, you do see. Uh, you know, what he can be and some of the good things that he he definitely does do. Um, but again, I think maybe with these interceptions this year, maybe he's pressing a little more because he is feeling that pressure like, hey, man, I'm running out of time. I got to I got to I got to be as consistent as possible and, and start to win some games. And maybe 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 he's just pressing a little bit. And sometimes you just you, you have those moments to where you do drop a ball. Just just the luck of the draw. Things just happen. But. Things happen like that when you're pressing and when and when you're thinking a little bit too much. That's when you're not at your best game. So I think that's that may be what what's going on over there, uh, and just just more more so in his own head and, and and knowing that hey, I might be running out of time to to you know show these show this team show this show this league that I am the Trevor Lawrence that they thought I was going to be because coming out of Clemson, man, he was smoking, ready to go. Everybody mm-hmm. decided, you know, and again, showed some great things, but the inconsistencies as of lately and you know the the record and yeah the, the time clock is always ticking for 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 whoever's in the nfl you just never know when's your time so you want to make sure that you just find a way that's it find a way to get it done right right it's just been interesting i i did notice that but i do want to give props of course to uh josh allen 13 and a half sacks on a contract year yeah you he about to get paid yeah 100%. <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> yep, that's right. That's right. Let, let, me, let me let me call him and say cousin. You know I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Yeah, he's about to get paid. He about to get paid. But you know, I will say this: uh, one person that's might maybe not going to get paid, but is going to get a lot of recognition is uh, D'Amico Ryan's, and he has the Houston Texans right on the brink of making the playoffs potentially. Yeah. Now they're not in. You know, in the first seven seeds, they're not in that. Uh, of course, the the Colts are in that one, which we're going to talk about later. But um, did you kind of expect him with the C.J. Stroud and these young pieces and some of these veterans to be where they are now, potentially fighting for a playoff berth? I know. Uh, to be to answer your question, no. To answer your <laughs> question, no. But again, if you're in the NFL, you're there for a reason, right? And the opportunity mm-hmm. is is for everybody in there to to potentially be in a situation to play in the playoffs and to, you know, ultimately well, everybody uh, plays the game for is to, you know, win, win a Super Bowl. But they're, they're, they're finding a way to get it done. And you just saw this past weekend 
I lost my wallet after the game, and that's how upset I was about the game. But we had it. We had it, man. But uh, they're continuing to find ways, find ways to win. And, I mean, when you can find ways to win, no matter how you win, a win is a win. So they're scratching and clawing their way into into some uh, to some great situations. Definitely, definitely. And uh, another guy I want to look at, too, is uh... – you know, do you, I wonder, you know, I wonder do they have enough for the playoffs? Just kind of want to go into there because, you know, they, they did lose Tank Dale for the season. Nico mm-hmm. Collins got a calf injury. Um, you know, Dalton Schultz has been there sometimes, there and out at others. Uh, right. Defensively, of course, you know, you have some injuries as well. I mean, do you think they have enough potential? They do face the Titans one more time. Right. You know, that does kind of bode in their favor. And they do face the Colts, which are currently in the seventh spot. One more time. So does that kind of – they have enough, in your opinion, to kind of make the playoffs, or do they, you know, they fall short? I think I think it's going to be tough, uh, you know, because you you want to go in as healthy as possible. You want to go in with, with, with all your fire, firepower, all your ammo. And when you got guys being hurt, I mean, if when, it's, when it comes to the playoffs and time to get in the playoffs, if, if you can play, they're definitely going to find a way to play. I don't care what it takes. They're going to try to play, but – Again, not being 100% and just not knowing. And, and, and again, with, with it being the NFL, you have to you have to bring your best every single game. So it, I, I can see it both ways. It may not be enough. You know, they may not have enough ammo because of the injuries, but at the end of the day, they have an opportunity. So however that shakes out for them, it's up to them. Right, right. Yeah. Now, Another team that is definitely taking care of taking advantage of their opportunities would be the Indianapolis Colts. Like I, I mentioned previously, they were, you know, everyone talked about Anthony Richardson and the Shane Steichen, Anthony Richardson pairing. Well, that didn't quite happen. Instead, you got Gardner Minshew in the yep. Minshew Mania taking yep. over at quarterback position. And they are doing some things and they are right in line to make the playoffs. And right now, if they if the playoffs started, they would be the seventh seed. So I don't think anyone really, really expected that. So how impressed are you kind of with um the job that Shane Steichen is doing with that team? Yeah, that that kind of that kind of shows or attests to uh the way the AFC uh is 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 shaping up. The AFC South is shaping up, you know. Uh some of the teams that we thought that were gonna do X, Y, and Z are not doing that. So that leaves the door wide open for, you know, the, the men's shoes and you know the, the coach to come in and just kind of find a way to stay alive, you know what I mean? because of how the way uh, this division is going, you know, but um, I haven't been watching the Colts as much, but I've been, you know, I've been hearing some things and they're, they're right in it. I think, uh, what what are they? Uh, are they they're third a, right they're now? A, they're a, they're actually have the same record as the uh, as the Texans, but just the okay. thing is they have the win over the Texans. Oh, the that's Texans. why they're in the seventh spot. Yeah, yeah, man. Hey, that's the way the cookie crumbles. They're, they're alive in it, and I, I think they believe that. You know, and, and when you when you when you sense a little bit of hope, I don't care who you are, what what uh, profession you're in, when you have a little bit of hope, oh yeah, the opportunity is there. I'm gonna go in there and, and see what we can do to make sure we find a way to get it done. So they've been doing it. They've been sticking around. And again, with them having that win over Houston, that's big. You know what I mean? That helps them out. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Them two are gonna see each other. I believe the last game of the season. So that'll be interesting. That'd be a game to see to how watch. that goes. Yeah. 100%. Definitely. Definitely. And one thing I also I will point out is they do have one of the probably the more uh, the one of the best combinations at linebacker. You know, I know Shaq Leonard is not there, but you right. got EJ Speed and Zaire Franklin. Zaire Franklin's got uh, what 150 tackles at, yeah, at linebacker. Ball hawk, man, he's everywhere, yes. everywhere. Yes. Man. And when you when you got a guy that's that's a high motor, 
and, and, and this late into the season, ah, man, it's gonna it's, it's hard to stop. It's hard to stop, right. especially when it, when the guy's actually in that mode and, and feeling like, hey, I got this many tackles. You can't stop me, and I'm going to show you why you can't stop me. If you stop me, I'm, st I'm still going to keep coming. So good luck. You know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah. I definitely enjoy watching him play. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, and him. And then, of course, you know, I, I also have to give props to uh, Michael Pittman Jr. I did say before like the him. season that, that he wasn't a number one wide receiver. He's definitely proving me wrong. He's done it, He yeah. is the number one wide mm -hmm. receiver. Yes. So I didn't didn't he, uh, he, he got injured, huh, uh, this past yeah, he, yeah, he got a concussion. Uh, Kazi, okay. the the safety from the uh, Steelers, who got suspended for the year. He's, right, he's done. He uh, he actually uh, he actually uh, hit him and concussed him and uh, put him out for the game. Uh, but you know, of course, you know, with concussions, uh, you never know how someone's going to respond. 100%. He may, you know, I don't, I, you know, the the history is that uh, basically players have concussions basically this year that they don't play the next week. So, right. I mean, we'll, it'll be interesting to see what happens to being that he does have an extra day. It's being that they played on Saturday. So. Yeah, true, true. But, yeah, like you said, mm -hmm. he's he's come along and, and he, he's he been a heck of a receiver uh, this year, man. He's been doing some great things for him. He's been dependable. You know, he's been dependable. Very he, much. He's, been, he's been showing up, yeah. And that's unfortunate, yeah. you know, with the game. It, it happens, you know, we, we know the game we play. It's a contact mm -hmm. sport, you know, so it's about safety. But sometimes, you know, it – you can't avoid the inevitable, you know what I mean? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's uh, it's just uh, I don't know. And another thing that I find even crazier is that I remember his dad playing running back for the Tampa Bay yes, Buccaneers, Tampa, and now yes, it's That's and I'm it, it just I'm I'm like, look, you know, I understand that y'all that the players that played in the NFL when I was a kid have to get older, but man, tell your kids play another sport, man. I know, it's making I know, me right? feel even older. <laughs> hey, listen, I, I told you I have five daughters, so I think. I think the good Lord above was like, you know what, brother? Nah, you did you did what you had to do. Now it's time for you to uh, to enjoy this second chapter and and watch dance all day. That's all I do is watch them dance and flip all day, man. But again, going back, it's showing that man, we're we're getting up there in age. We're getting older. How old are you right now? I'm 41. 41, yes sir. So we're we're getting we're getting up. We're getting wiser, right? And and some of the right. guys that we grew up watching as kids, now their kids are playing. Now we're watching their kids. So it's like, man, life just just keeps happening, man. But I know that's a wonderful feeling having, you know, being a father, having, you know, your, to see your son play the game, to have the same opportunities in, in, in that you've done, you know. So I know that his son uh, picks his brain a lot. I know they communicate a lot about the game, and uh, I think that helps out tremendously, really. Definitely, definitely. I just wonder what the conversations are between Antoine Winfield and Antoine Winfield Jr. Yep. plays for Tampa. Yeah. The conversations between Asante Samuel and Asante Samuel and Jr. Right. And yeah. then the conversations between uh, Sertain and his dad. I just yeah. wonder what all those conversations are. Well, I played defensive back in college, so okay. you know I, I gotta, uh, you know, I gotta, you know, tip, uh, tip my hat to the defensive backs on that one. So. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right. Well, we have reached the end of the show, but of course, we have a game with end the show on. It's five questions, two answers, and one choice. Could be talking about sports, could be talking about entertainment, could be talking about anything. You never know what's coming. Are you ready, Dexter? I'm ready. Let's get it. All right. Kansas City Chiefs or Tennessee? Which one did you enjoy more playing for? Um, I would definitely don't kill me, Titans fans. I love y'all. I love y'all. Love y'all. But you know, <laughs> uh, having my first opportunity in Kansas City, man, it's Arrowhead, it's it's unbelievable, man. It's it's a it's a different type of energy, man. And so I would I would definitely have to lean towards uh Kansas City as far as playing. Now, as far mm -hmm. as the city, 
I know it's, I, I know as I'm going over as far as the city, I would definitely take Nashville over Kansas City, especially raising a family here uh, right outside of Nashville. Yep. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, I will say this: I haven't made the Kansas City to get the barbecue yet, but they say it is it is, it is very good. Yeah, it's slapping. It's slapping. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like Arthur. I like Arthur Bryant's uh, down there, but you know they have Gates Barbecue. They have a, a a bunch of different ones, man. But you know, take take your pick. Take your pick. There we go. All right. Next question: CJ Two K or Derrick Henry? Which running back are you taking if you got to choose one? <sighs> For those who don't know, the CJ2K, that's Chris Johnson. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, no, no. I know you know. I'm just trying to make sure that people that listen. Everybody knows. You know, they, they may not they may not be, you know, may not be the most, uh, you know, that's, hip that's to that. I'm going to have to go with the OG uh, CJ, man, it's, it's, especially especially in his prime. I would definitely CJ. D. Henry is a great running back, but CJ had, had a different type of versatility, I think. Right, right, right. And uh, man, I got to get, I got to, speaking of him, I got to try to figure out how to get him on the show. But uh, let's see. I better make that work, man. What's that? I, look, I, I'll call some people. They'll call some people. And we'll see if we can get online and see how we can make this thing work, man. You know what I'm saying? Oh, bet that, bet that, yes, bet that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Now, uh, next question I got. The creamsicles or the new Tampa Bay uniforms? Which one did you like more? The creamsicles, man. Definitely, <laughs> de- definitely the creamsicles. Uh, I, I think that's that the cream sickle is undefeated. You know what I mean? It's, it, it's a, it was a great era. Um, me growing up right outside of Tampa, uh, that's I used to see it a lot. My dad used to take me uh, to like the, the training camps and things like that. Uh, the throwback old school, right, the cream sickle, definitely. All right. All right. Let's see. You got one concert to go to. You going to see Jeezy or are you going to see T.I.? I'm going to see Jeezy. Yes, indeed. <laughs> hey, but in high school, man, I used to bump that Jeezy all day, every day. And with his new album he just came out with, I might forgive or won't forget. I've been jamming that since it came out. So definitely Jeezy, because it it it, 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 it it give me that energy I need. Like, okay, you know what? I'm that guy. And it, even, <laughs> even if even if that person not that guy, they're gonna feel like it with Jeezy. So definitely Jeezy. Right, right. I was yeah, actually Jeezy, on stage. I-, with, I was actually on stage a while ago with Ti. Uh, we were in Kansas City. It was a bunch of us, Chiefs, Chiefs uh, me, Dwayne Ball, all of us. So we, we was on, on stage in the corner, got backstage with him a little bit. So cool cat. We didn't talk much, but just be around him. But I definitely say Jeezy to get you turned okay. up. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. I still remember the first album, man. Uh, woo, that first album. Clapping. I still listen to that. Come on, man. man. It, it, and it, when I'm working out, throw that Jeezy on. You know what I mean? It, yep. it, 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 it'll get me through the, the toughest situation, man. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. All right, and the last question I got for you. In today's NFL, would you be a wide receiver or a running back? <sighs> you know what? I'm I'm a running back at heart. So I, I would definitely say say running back. But well, well, let me let me backpedal. Let me backpedal. Cause you said in today's today's game, it's turning mm-hmm. it's turning to a more uh speedy guy type of quick shift type of game now, spreading out, throwing the ball. So I I'll I'll definitely say wide receiver. I think I'll get the ball a little more and be able to show my versatility and get those matchups. Yeah, I could see you being like a, a slimmer version of uh, Debo Samuel out there. Yeah, kind of gliding up with this place, that place, the other, the slide. Hey, hey, you but know, I, yeah. I still got to be at that punt return. Now, they, they don't make them like they used to. I tell you that. They don't make them like they <laughs> used to, man. Because I'm, I'm out there every every time I told my punt return, my special team unit, I am not fair catching. Get used to it. We finna, we finna take this thing to the house. But I think more so now. No disrespect. I think they're just ready to get on offense. That's all. I was ready yeah. to get out there and take something to the house because I know that can win games. 
I hear you there. I hear you there. Five questions, two answers, and one choice. You are off the hot seat. And that is the end of the show. Now, Dexter, if you will, tell everyone where they can find you on social media and anything you got going on that you want everyone to know about. Yeah. So, um, like I said, I'm personal training. Uh, I, I train speed, agility, uh, strength, explosiveness with all athletes, uh, all ages. Well, starting at four, four years old. But you can catch me on Instagram at Dexter McCluster, all together, D-E-X. T-E-R-M-C-C-L-U-S-T-E-R, or McCluster Fit. You can also go to my website at www.mcclusterfit.com. Read a little bit about me, see if it's it's a fit for you. But, man, I'm not hard to find. I'm the best non-hitting gym in Tennessee. You will be able to see me tomorrow at your local mm-hmm. gas station, maybe doing some push-ups because I, ho- I go hard every day, baby. But, yeah, you can catch me <laughs> on all social media platforms, mcclusterfit.com. Check me out, man. Come enjoy this experience, man. It's, it's worth it. It's worth it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I greatly enjoy talking to you. But for those that don't know, you know, they know Dexter, but they might not know me. Uh, my name is Mike Patton. I am the host of Touring the ASC South. You can find me on the artist formerly known as Twitter at Mike Patton 82. That's M-I-K-E-P-A-T-T-O-N 82. And also you can find me on Instagram and threads at the, that's T-H-A, not T-H-E, underscore general, underscore M-P. Of course, Touring the AFC South is on all listening platforms, as well as YouTube. And by listening platforms, I mean Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, you name it, we are there. Thank you all for tuning in to this episode of Touring the AFC South. We're out. Peace. Peace.